everyone and welcome back to Living Intuitively with Elisa. This is the weekly tarot podcast for the week of July 19th through the 25th of 2020. So for today's intro, sadly I am not walking back home from a park today. <laughs> my uh, class got moved to, my yoga class um, got moved indoors or It's virtual um, because it's raining. But I'm excited to talk about, um, in this intro, how I interview my tarot decks. So the other day, I just got a new tarot deck, which I'm really excited about. I'm not ready yet to start using it for other people, especially for the collective, Um, but maybe sometime in the future, I will. But because I got a new deck, one of the things that I like to do is to look at all of the images on the cards and get a kind of initial reading from each of the cards. And what I mean by that is a quick first impression And I don't attach anything to these. I don't at all write them down. I don't even want to remember them. I just get a feeling. Or I just remember the feeling that I get when I look at the images. And the reason why I like to do this is because every deck, whether it's tarot or oracle, every deck has a personality and a feeling that it brings in the person reading. And that the, that feeling might be different for every person. That's why sometimes you see some tarot readers, if you uh, follow any other tarot readers, you see some people use the classic Rider-Waite-Smith deck, which is what I use for this podcast. But then you will watch some videos or listen to other podcasts that they don't use Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And that doesn't make, you know, one deck better than the other or one reader better than the other. It's all about preference and the reader able to tap into their intuition using tools. Because you have to remember, and I want to emphasize this, Any of the tools that you use, whether it's tarot or using a pendulum or a Ouija board even, and I I haven't explored a lot of these other divination tools, tea reading, tea leaves, you know, there's a lot of different methods and I'm not even, I'm not even hitting the tip of the iceberg of the types of divination tools that you can, you can use. All of these are tools to tap into your intuition, whether it's in, inside your inner wisdom or from an external source. And it all depends on the person, depends on the time. You know, some readers may develop their skills and their approach, you know, their, their technique as they read. And they may have different chapters, maybe you know, in the beginning of their practice, they, you know, used tarot cards, and then slowly they transitioned into using pendulums, for example. What you have to know, if you're, if you're new with the tarot, is to explore. 
you have to not tie yourself to any one type of divination tool. And just explore. Try, try different ways. Try out different cards. And just listen to the way that your body responds, the way that your mind responds. If, if, you, if the words flow freer with one deck than the other when it comes to the community, then that's the, card you, you, the cards you use for community. Like, I have some decks. So I have a total of eight decks right now. Um, a combination of tarot and oracle decks. Some decks I don't use with other people. And that's not just new decks. You know, I, I mentioned that I have a new deck and I'm not ready yet to use it on others. But there's, there are decks that I have that I've had for a while now that for the foreseeable future I will not be using for the community or for other people. And that's just because when I read with, this, with these decks, I get the feeling that this is very personal. It also doesn't mean that I will never read for the community or for another person using that deck or that I've never have. There's some decks that I have used in other people on with other people. And then while I was reading with them, I with those cards one day, I got a message or a ping, you know, what I like I like to call it ping because it feels like a like a um a thought just jumps into my head. I get a ping that that deck is now only for me. So what I want to talk about in this intro is how I determine the feeling or the personality of the deck. And so what I did, so since I got a new deck and I was going to do this for that deck, I decided to just go through all of my decks and ask the deck one by one. A couple questions and in this way I'm interviewing and you will you'll hear that from other tarot readers um, how you can interview a deck and everybody has their own way there are some set spreads online um, that you can look up I decided to make my own um, make up my own questions um, but that's because I don't usually follow spreads and that's nothing against spreads I just I just don't align a lot of times with a lot of spreads um, and questions, or I'll, I'll take this, the question and I'll tweak it to make it my own. And that's why I call myself an intuitive tarot reader, um, if anybody has <laughs> seen that written anywhere. Um, and that's because I use my intuition um, to come up with the questions um, and the spreads. Okay, so the three questions, so I asked, the, I asked the deck three questions, and the three questions were, one is, how, what kind of energy do I, as, as a reader, have as I approach this deck? So this kind of gives me an idea of, when I pull a card for this, what, what kind of energy that I have in that present moment, what kind of deck that I should, I should uh, read from. So if I come to the, to the, to the, you know, to the, the cards with a certain type of question, whether it be about love or career, um, 
whether I'm going into it doing shadow work, what, that's the kind of question that I'm asking. Like, what, what is this deck for when, in terms of what energies that I have? And this will make sense once I go over the next question. So the next question that I ask is the energy of the reading. So that's different from the energy that I come from. I come into the reading. So if you imagine a room and you imagine that I'm stepping into a room to do this reading. And the two questions are how am I? What's the energy of me as I'm walking into the room? And then the second question is the energy of that room. So as you, if you can see that, those are two completely different kinds of energies. And then the third question that I asked the cards was, is how does the deck see me? So that is very important for me because, you know, as you're having a conversation, say you're having a conversation with somebody, um, it's important to know the experiences and the viewpoint that the person that you're talking to has because that will change the way that they interact with you. So for example, if you, you know, come up, go up to a friend who has known you since kindergarten, that person will know you in a different way than someone that you met yesterday. And that doesn't mean that someone knows you more or less, it's just situational of how they will interact with you. And again, the decks don't know time. <laughs> so whenever I say, how does the deck see me? It has nothing to do with the amount of time that I've, that I've spent with that deck or you know, how much money I, I spent on the deck. It not, has nothing to do with those things. It's, it's, and it's, a, it's kind of a combination maybe even of the previous readings that I've, I've had with that deck. And what kind of questions that I've asked that deck, what kind of information I've gleaned from that deck, those kinds of things kind of bring in how the deck sees me. So with those three questions, I'm able to get an idea of the themes, um, what I can approach that deck with, and what kind of information that I can receive. So for example, um, some decks I wouldn't go to for shadow work. They, I get a very, uh, a theme some, of, for some of my decks of a lightness, a shallow um, energy. And that's not bad. Sometimes you need, especially when you're just starting off with a shadow work or you're, you're already very deep into shadow work and you want some of that lightness, that, um, that surface level kind of work. You wanna go to a deck that is appropriate for that. You know, if you don't feel like doing shadow work that day, you don't wanna go to the deck that is going to brutally honest, be brutally honest and cut right into the core. And at the same time, if you want to, or on the other side of the same coin, you don't, if you are in the mood or ready to do shadow work, and you want to have some, some you know, some of the, your cards or your work cut deep, you wouldn't reach for a deck that is only going to reach 
the shallow or just skim the, the, the surface. So I went through and I did all of these questions. I pulled three cards for each deck and came up with a list of all of the things that I would go for, go to that deck for. And some of them I would go for manifestation, for example. Or some one of my decks I I use I want to use for self-love and if I'm if I want confidence and that femininity. There's a femininity to the to that card deck. And these are just a couple of examples. So if you have any more questions about that, feel free to reach out. Uh, my Instagram handle for this podcast is at intuition living. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts about this and, and talk about if you've done this with your decks. Before we continue, a quick word from our sponsors. I would also like to take a moment to tell you about the private Facebook community for intuitive healers. I created this group to explore ways to learn about ourselves and the world using our intuition and tarot and oracle cards as tools. The group is for all skill levels from beginners to experienced readers. And the purpose of this group is to have a safe space to ask questions, share experiences and learn from one another. One example, on the group page, we connect weekly with what I'm calling Intuitive Mondays. Every Monday, I post a question to the community and each for each of us to ask ourselves, our guides, the universe, whatever we call it, and pull tarot and oracle cards for the week. I then invite members to comment their card pulls and experiences around the weekly question. It's a great way for members to share and learn from each other. So the Facebook group is called Private Intuitive Tarot Community, and you can search for the group on Facebook or click the link in the Instagram bio, the handle is Intuition Living, to request access by answering just a couple short questions. I hope to see you there. All right, so let's get to the tarot poll for this week. Again, the week is July 19th, through the 25th, and I'll be using the classic Rider-Waite-Smith deck, and I, uh, I actually interviewed, so to reference what I was talking about in the intro, I did interview this deck again, and got, again, um, and I've, I've interviewed this deck, that's why I keep saying again, <laughs> I, I got themes of, of, uh, warmth and, a stable source of information. I got safety. And I also got release. Um, which is interesting. And all of these energies, you know, are perfect for the collective, which is why I'm going to continue using this deck, at least for now. Um, because I got... The themes that I got and the feeling that I got was was good for the community. <laughs> it's hard to describe without sharing, um, sharing too much about some of the other decks um, because I want to keep some of them private because they're, they're my personal decks. Um, but for, let me just give you an example. One of the decks that I have um, was, was had, had themes of challenges. 
Um, and so always going into readings with challenges and approaching, you know, it, 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 it's harder to, to pull for a collective when you're always looking at the challenges. If that makes, I hope that makes sense. Um, another one that, that would not be good for a collective reading for one, especially one card reading. So a collective reading is, is one thing um, if you wanted to bring up challenges, but for a one card collective reading, it's a little difficult. That's, 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 that, that's clear. <laughs> another one of my decks um, is good for manifestation and abundance. Um, I have written strength and strategy. So it's about goal setting. And while that's great for the community, it's more difficult to use for a one-card reading. So all of this, so I'm, for this tarot podcast, the format has been one card only. And while manifestation and abundance is great to be pulled for, um, for the community, having only one card for that is very difficult to read. I hope that's clear. But if you have a, a, a deck like the one that I'm using today, um be talking about the giving energy, safety, warmth, stable or stable source of information, that kind of leads better or well, or (laughs) it's, I wouldn't, I don't want to, I want to avoid saying easier because that's, it's not always easy, but it's, it's a better format for one card readings. I hope that's clear. If not, reach out. <laughs> Maybe we can have a conversation about this. Okay, so before I even start shuffling the cards, and again, I'm using the classic Rider-Waite-Smith deck, let's take a moment. If you have, if you're safe in a safe space, quiet space, take a moment and close your eyes. We're going to take a moment to center ourselves, to open ourselves up for any of the information that these cards can provide us that source can provide our inner wisdom, the collective. We can tap into a source of information and love that all of us have access to. And all we have to do is find it and breathe into it. We can quiet our minds and just tap in. It's like a, a faucet that you can just open the tap and start the flow. So let's take a couple deep, full breaths. Taking a deep breath in. And a full breath out. One more time. Inhale. Big breath out. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start shuffling the cards. And while I'm shuffling the cards, I'm asking what advice do the cards have for the collective? What kind of energies should we focus on for this upcoming week? about the one card reading and the reason why I do one card reading for these podcast for these podcasts instead of doing a multiple card spread 
is to keep it very general and to keep it at themes. So when I say advice, you know, you can, you can journal on it, you can meditate on these themes and come to specific things for you personally. But I love the, I love using one card spreads or one card readings when I want it to keep it a little bit more broad and open-ended. Okay, so I'm shuffling the cards. All right, so the card for this week is the Six of Coins or the Six of Pentacles. I keep going back and forth between calling them coins and pentacles. <laughs> if you've been listening to my podcast for a little while, I I was very adamant in the beginning of my practice um, of calling them coins because I didn't quite understand pentacles. Um, and I don't like to use symbols and terminology if I don't understand them. And I'm slowly starting to do my research on pentacles and the origin of them and what they mean. So I may start using pentacles again. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll save my interpretation and my, un, my understanding of my description of a pentacle for a later episode, maybe. But um, I'm starting to get a better understanding and a better appreciation um, for pentacles. Okay. So I'll go ahead and describe this card for anybody who um, doesn't have access to something to image search this. But if you do, um, if you want to search for the image search for this card, it is the Six of Pentacles. Um, and if you just type in Rider Waite Smith, Six of Pentacles. And I pull this in reverse, but I'm going to describe it in the upright position. Okay, so we have three people in this card. Um, one person in red robes and a red hat. Um, it looks kind of like a royalty um, or, or at least someone with wealth <laughs> um, is standing. And below him, kneeling and begging on the ground, are two people who have... Um, their attire is a little more simple. Um, one of them even has a patch on it. Um, and one of them might have a bandage on its head, or it might be a hat, but, it, you know, I've heard it being, been, um, interpreted as a bandage. So there's one person who's kind of, uh, injured, and then the other person, you know, with a patch on its, um, on its cloak might imply that it's not as wealthy as the person standing. And the person standing in one hand, in its right hand, is giving coins to the person kneeling or begging. And in its left hand, in the person's left hand, is a scale. So it's kind of like the same scale that you'll see in Justice, in uh, any, any reference to Justice. And then above the person's head um, are, are six large pentacles or coins and one thing I like to always note is the imbal imbalance or the, uh, you know how the the coins are not balanced in in the card um 
it's not symmetrical. Let me say that. Not, 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 you know, it, it, it implies that there isn't balance. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Um, but it's not symmetrical in the way that the, the coins are displayed on the card. And at first glance in the upright position, you can see that this card has, you know, has, is a person giving money to the poor and the disabled, you know, and he's holding a, or he or she, you know, whatever this wealthy man or woman, um, is holding a scale. So it, it implies fairness, balance, justice, you know, giving back. And what's, you know, what I've, I've heard people interpret this card is, you know, you can see the, uh, a, a, a castle in the background, but it's way, way, way far in the background. So he's not doing this in front of any of his other, you know, fellow wealthy people. You know, he's, he's far, far from the, the castle. So it's, it's, this is kind of a charity card. You know, you go out of your way, out of your comfort of your home to give to people less fortunate than you. But <laughs> I, re- I pull this card in reverse. And I think you know, you can already tell where I'm going with this. Um, just because of the state of the world right now. <laughs> and what you see, or what I see in this card in reverse, is everything that I just said, but in the opposite. Injustice. You know, lack of balance. You know, this difference between wealth, you know, the, the wealth uh, inequality... And when I said, you know, he's going out of his way, out of the comfort of his home to give for charity, you know, the opposite of that is giving just for the show of it. And so what I would say for this week, if this was to be any advice, is to start to look at areas of your life whether it's in your society, you know, it could be money, but it doesn't have to be money. It could be love, it could be career, it could be your personal relationships with others. You know, it could be your beliefs. Whether it's, you know, political or religious or <laughs> anything. That's why it's so amazing to have one card. Is it can be so open-ended. But looking at all aspects of your life and finding imbalance. Finding where you can add a little bit of balance into your life. Maybe start to see other people's opinions. Start to evaluate, you know, where where you're being stubborn, maybe. And maybe it really just means literally give back. Give back to the community. Give to people that are less fortunate. What I like to to do sometimes, and this is not always with reversals, but sometimes I see it as an opportunity to bring this card to the upright position. You know, it's sometimes I see reversals as more of a warning than a a, a statement of or a prediction of the current events. It's more of if you if you keep following down this path, then you know this is what could happen. Could happen. 
So try to find more balance. And that might even be in your personal life, in your self-care. Find the balance between helping others and helping yourself. Taking time with yourself. Taking time alone just to reflect. There is nothing selfish or wrong with that. All right, so the six of coins or six of pentacles in reverse. Overall themes here is balance. Justice. Or lack of. (laughs) All right, so I hope you enjoy your week ahead. If you have any questions or you want to chat about this card, especially if you have any other interpretations that you want to share, I would love to hear if, and if this, um, this card or any of my interpretations came, um, brought anything out of you um, that you were not expecting for this week. All right. So if you have any questions, you can reach out to me on my Instagram, um, which is at intuitionliving. All right. Have a great week. See you next time.